you. Well, I'm a Doctor Who fan. What would happen if you had something from a different time zone in a, in a, in a time zone that wasn't already... And, and what I was wondering about was what would have happened if, in the Bible times, they'd had smartphones? Has anyone wondered about what would have happened if you had a smartphone in the Old, Old Testament? So maybe what would have happened is that Joseph would have got on his smartphone, he'd have opened up Nazareth News. And Nazareth News would then have told him that he had to go to Bethlehem with his fiancée, Mary. And so rather than having to worry about it, he could have gone on his phone, he could have tapped a few buttons, he could have gone to Bethlehem B&Bs and hotels. And he wouldn't have to worry about his, this stinky stable, this stinky old room that you told us about. He could have gone to something a little bit more comfortable, couldn't he? And then maybe he could have thought to himself, I know, I'm going to travel in style. So he would have gone to Donkeys R Us and would have got a much, the highest quality donkey you could possibly get and maybe some apps for their in-donkey ride entertainment. And then, of course, when the baby was born, God could have used a divine centaur. Couldn't he? Could have just penned a text to say everybody in the whole wide world that Jesus had been born. But, of course, that wasn't what happened because they didn't have smartphones in those times, did they? Uh, and Jesus was born in a time that was very different to ours. And what I want to do over the next 10 minutes or so is just pick out on three areas, maybe, where we can try and connect what we do and what we understand here and now with what happened 2,000 years ago. Uh, this is an exciting time of year, but throughout the year, can we just put our hands up, grown-ups possibly here, um, if over the last year you have indulged in a little online shopping? There we go, we've done that. Over the course of the last year, quite a lot of people there have done some online shopping. Um, and there are three stages when you buy something online. The first one is you put in an order, don't you? So you go onto your, your computer or your tablet and you order what you want to buy. And uh, so uh, a friend of mine once was buying some groceries. Uh, he wanted to order some bananas. Uh, but unfortunately, he put the wrong number in the order and ended up with about 500 kilograms of bananas uh, instead of five. So you have to be really careful when you order something online. Uh, and so you're telling somebody what you need and what you want. And the first thing in the Bible story, uh, in the Christmas story, is actually when you go back, the Christmas story really starts in the Old Testament, which is the part of the Bible at the beginning where it tells us that God made humans, he made men and women, he made everything that we know, and he thought it was really, really good. Can you turn to the person next to you and say, you're really, really good? <laughs> that didn't sound terribly convincing, I'm afraid. If you're under 25, could you just shout out, we're really, really good? Okay, if you're over 25, just shout out, we're really, really, really good. Well, that didn't that sound really, 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 really. <laughs> so, so it was really, really good. But then things went wrong. And, and people decided they would do things their own way rather than God's way. And the prophet Isaiah, this man called Isaiah, says people lived in darkness. Things went wrong. And people recognized they needed somebody to kind of help them out and say, our relationship with God has been broken. We need somebody to make that relationship go right again. We can't do it on our own. So they put in an order for a rescuer. That's what they needed. They needed a rescuer. So they put in their order. Secondly, in the process, very exciting part of the process, you get the, uh, the dispatch. You get the thing that says it's on the way. And usually that comes a couple of days after you've put in the order, doesn't it? Uh, but the problem with the Christmas story is that nothing happened for 400 years. 
There was complete silence for 400 years. And that's a long time to wait, isn't it? Can you imagine? It's hard enough waiting for Christmas, isn't it? And we've only got a week to go. Um, but waiting for something for 400 years is really, really hard. Imagine ordering some top trumps. And you get this thing from the, the online, I won't name it, online company. Uh, and it says, we can tell you your top trumps are on the way and they'll be with you on the 23rd of December, 2420. <laughs> between eight and one. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would be hard work, wouldn't it, to wait that long. You'd have to have a family tradition where you hand on the email to say, to, from grandparent to grandparent to grandparent until you get to the year 2420 and it's the day that your top trumps arrive and then you're out. <laughs> that would be the way of it, isn't it? And, and the exciting thing about the Christmas story is that God says it's on the way. God says this rescuer that you put on order, this rescuer you need in order to restore your relationship with God is on the way. He's coming. Um, and he does this through angels. He tells Mary and Joseph and says, you are going to have a baby and he's going to be called Jesus. And as you told us in your story, he's going to be called Emmanuel. God is with us. And that's really, really exciting. If you turn to the person next to you, that's really, really exciting. It is really, really exciting. Um, so under 25s, uh, you didn't do so well on the last one. So under 25s, are you ready on the count of three? That's really, really exciting. One, two, three. That was very good. There were a few lollies stuffed in mouths here, so we couldn't quite... Over 25s, that's really, really exciting. One, two, three. It's really, really exciting. So, so the order has been put in, the, the, the package is on the way, and then the final part, which is really exciting, is the delivery. It's when it actually arrives. And there's the knock on the door, and you open the door, and there is the postperson with your package. And sometimes the package can look like what you expect. Sometimes you can get this really great big package, and when you open it up, there's this tiny little present. Or sometimes you think you've bought a really big present uh, and it comes in a tiny little package, those sorts of things. And, and as you were telling us, the king, this ruler, this saviour, this rescuer, or as the Bible calls them, the Messiah, didn't look like uh, a rescuer, didn't look like a king, didn't look like a soldier or a warrior or anything powerful at all. He just came as a baby, a tiny little baby. A tiny little baby. I say, what? <laughs> Come on. What? <laughs> what? A tiny little baby. And that's the story, isn't it? That's the Christmas story. You know, if you're not familiar with the Christmas story. <laughs> well, I think we'll... No. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to the next bit now. It's really exciting. So, so the... The, the baby has been delivered. The rescuer has been delivered. And again, because we didn't have, they didn't have apps and all of those sorts of things, God announced this to the shepherds, as you told us, and he used an angel to, 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 um, to let people know that Jesus had been born. And he used a star to tell the wise men that he'd been born. And so they could come and worship Jesus. And one of the fantastic things as a Christian uh, and what we believe in this church is that God will always want to bring people to Jesus. He will always want you to find Jesus. And he will use all sorts of creative ways to help you find Jesus. It won't necessarily be an angel or a star. It might be another person. It might be a conversation. It might be a piece of music or a poem. It might be a television program. It could be all sorts of things. But if you're searching for Jesus, 
this morning. God wants you to find him. So the, the order was put in, the order was sent, and the order was delivered. The order for a rescuer to put us right with God. Now, would you mind if I tell you one last story? Okay, now, yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to anyway. <laughs> the, good. Now, the thing about this story is it is unfortunately true. So I do need you to sort of agree that you probably won't tell it outside of these walls. And if you're listening to it on a podcast, please just nod your head in agreement because it is a bit sensitive. Um, I'm not a great technological person. I have got my phone now, um, but I'm generally not very good with technology. Um, and, but a few years ago, I did something unusual and I bought a technological product as it came out on the market. I bought one of the first edition iPads. Ooh, yes, I did. And I was really excited about my new iPad. So I got it out of the box, and nowadays, it turns out, you don't get instruction booklets. Um, <laughs> you get a piece of paper that says, turn on, and then everything else happens. So I pressed the button, and the iPad turned itself on. It connected me to the internet. It downloaded various bits and bobs. It updated various bits and bobs. It told me where I lived, all of those sorts of things. <laughs> and I was so pleased. I thought, right, I'm going to push the boat out now. I'm going to get some apps Okay, right idea. So I managed to go to the app store and I managed to get some apps. And it told me that the apps were now on my iPad. So I was really pleased about that. I was so tired that I went and had a cup of tea. Um, and when I came back again and turned my iPad back on, the apps were not there. They had disappeared. That's <laughs> true. They were not there. I had, I looked. I, I could not find these apps anywhere. I searched high and low. They were not there. They were not in the box. They were not on the piece of paper. They were in the room. They were on the iPad. They were nowhere to be found, these apps. And in the end, as a good Christian, I thought, well, there's only one thing to do now, isn't there? So I phoned the helpline, and this very patient lady spoke to me and talked me through all the different things that I'd been trying. And she said, yes, I can see you've tried that. And my, our systems say that you have got these, these apps, and it's definitely true. Uh, that you've got them, and she couldn't work out what was wrong either. And then there was something she said that made me stop for a minute, and she said, so just be clear, the apps are not on any of your screens. I said, what do you mean, any? <laughs> and, she said, and at that point, there was a pause, and she could tell her thinking, I am now dealing with an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> because she said, right, sir, if you put your finger on the screen, I said, yes, I've done that. And if you move it to the left, I said, oh! <laughs> and I was introduced to the act of swiping. Because it turns out there was another screen. <laughs> and another screen, and another screen. And, and, and as I swiped this screen, it moved across. And the screen looked exactly the same in terms of its background. But there were my apps, all sitting there, nice and pristine, untouched by me for the last two hours. They'd been there all the time. They had been ordered, they'd been dispatched, they had been delivered, and they were there just waiting for me to find them. The trouble was, I was on the wrong page. I was on the wrong page. And I just want to leave us with a, with a thought, with a message, with a challenge. I don't know where you are in your Christian journey. I don't know where you are in terms of your faith. I just want to say a couple of things. First of all, God has delivered on his promise. There is a need for a rescuer. We all need a rescuer in our lives. However old we are, we need somebody who we can go to and say, I'm really sorry I've messed up. I'm sorry I've done things my way instead of your way, and I need your forgiveness. 
And Jesus is the one through whom we can do that because he came, he lived, he died, he rose again, and now he is alive forevermore. And that is a really, really exciting thing. But at Christmas, sometimes we can be uh, a little bit tied up with some of the other stuff. And for some people there, if you imagine an iPad just for a minute, the home page has got lots of little, uh, little icons on it, things like uh, Christmas dinner, Doctor Who Christmas special, um, food, uh, entertainment, presents, and so on and so forth. And all of those things are absolutely fantastic. But the truth is there's another screen. There's a screen that says that there's been a rescuer who's been sent, ordered, sent, delivered. There's a rescuer who will restore our relationship with God and give us eternal life. And the thrill about the Christian life is the question is, which is your home screen? Which is your home screen? Which is the one that you go to first? Uh, For me, my decision a few years ago, well, a lot of years ago, was that I wanted Jesus and God and what he did for me to be my home screen because that's where I go to. And then the other screens, as they come along, great, fantastic, but nothing beats that home screen. It's Jesus at this season, the deliverer, the rescuer, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. Is he your home screen this morning? Thank you.